Are we recording? <laughs> oh yeah! It's like <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Macho. Oh man, that's Vincy. I like that my kids know that I'm healthy and strong and fit, and that their mom is healthy and strong and fit. Like, okay, I can still get better without having to do a max effort every single day. Smashing yourself on the roller for uh, an hour, right? you're good by the next day as long as you had a, a sandwich and a net. When's the last time we did a podcast? Been a, oh, oh. been a bit. Four or five weeks for sure. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, not from laziness, just, uh, you know, things going on. And that was never the point of our podcast, right? To be a lot of bulk or a lot of uh, episodes. Just uh, kind of cover important, what we think are important things. Uh, so today we'll talk about um, the uh the recent open and the quarterfinals. I've had a few people message me with some comments or just some questions they would like us to cover, but we can just add that into our overall dialogue about, um, about the event. And I guess if anything pops up, then uh, we'll mention what they ask. We had a couple, couple things here. Uh, anyway, so let's just go event by event. So, for like just, I don't know, maybe the first thing that pops into your head when you see the event. Um, so let's just start with 21.1. Obviously, the, usually the first event is always like, um, more, more recently anyway, has been very much of an introductory event. So if there's people on the, I, I think of it like uh, people think, if there's people on the fence thinking about registering, they usually post the events really, really simple, usually low equipment needs more common than not there's no gymnastics uh, but if there is it's it's never too crazy um and it just gets more people to register and then slowly people stop competing after week one so um as a business it makes sense uh okay anything any uh any real comments on on the event what's your first initial takes the event or the entire thing itself Let's just go for the 21.1 first. Okay. Let's just start with the, the small details of the event, then we'll zoom out. So I agree with you in the sense that it was very inviting and very, it was all inclusive as it has been historically. Uh-huh. The only the only difference I thought this year, and, and we've had this conversation, I think, uh, ourselves, Mike, is that it didn't really, like, usually with events in the past, like, it'll it'll entice people to, like, jump in if they're on the fence to do it. And they're still not going to do great compared to the rest of the field. But this year, that wasn't really the case, I found. Like someone who is really not that fit could still post a really good score. So it really kind of clustered everybody, which was different than years past, I thought. And what do you mean? What do you mean by that clustered everybody? Well, just like you would get like, like there's, you know, you, you have clients that are clearly not as fit as other clients um, in the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. And they were, they were getting scores that were very similar to people who were yeah, you know, more, more fit than they were just because of the design of the workout I found. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Jason, any comments on the first event? We're talking about the open. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I, I, I understood it from when they, when they, announced it as like anyone can do this great but as my initial response even people that have been doing it i'm like not everyone should like mm-hmm. everyone can <laughs> everyone can do it but not everyone should and i've I, it's just 
the the wall walk movement great in 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 a low fatigue um, environment for people who are developing upside down positions awesome but when you're telling someone to do them as fast as you can with another movement that in, introduces more fatigue I'm like that's a that like you're just it's I don't know how to express it other than maybe you shouldn't do that mm-hmm. like because there's a lot of a lot of opening up a lot of avenues for potential not it's not like a recipe for disaster it's just there's a potential for being upside down under fatigue mm-hmm. being very new to this and losing your position does anyone let me check what's what was the scaled version because that would be their um that would be their go-to um example right they had like a bazillion options they have they have so many variations of it so i don't they didn't even have they didn't have a scale and they had a whole bunch of uh variations to it um, yeah, i can't remember what the scale was for that wall walk but i think instead of double unders they're doing like skips like line, line jumps, lateral jumps or yeah. Yeah. yeah where's the no equipment option i can't even find it now whatever um oh there it is or scaled what was the scaled version of that scaled was uh wall walks and single unders okay scaled wall walk what is a scaled wall and then equipment free was i think wall walks and jumps as well um and foundations whatever that means and it's not that there wasn't jacks. scaled options. Like obviously yeah. there's scaled options, but the thing is, is that everyone, can, well, everyone can do a, yeah. a mobile. Well, there's the whole, the whole, the whole issue with the whole conversation is that you're, you have the majority of people are just trying to participate in the open, right? Yeah. And you have a, a select few who are competing, which is the whole. It's just such a. That's just the whole issue of the, uh, at, at the heart of it, anyway, right? And their argument would be, well, you know, you could, you could switch. You didn't have to register. No one made you register. You could do a different variation instead of the wall walk, or you could just do one rep of the wall walk and be done with it mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Um, but to, uh, the wall walk I thought was for just, just thinking in terms of like the top people or the competitive people, we'll just focus on, maybe we should just focus on them. Not the people who are just participating more. So just the people that are competing. Um, yeah, like the wall. I, I don't have any issue with using the wall walk uh, in a in a in a competition, and obviously we've used it before outside the box in 2016. But um, biased to my own um, experience with it, I just don't believe it's it, it should be in a couplet. It's not that useful of a movement. Uh, I just don't think it has enough value. It's not predictive enough to be in a couplet um, like that. I just I just don't like it. I, I just think it was a, a bit of a, I think it was a bit of a waste of a, it was a, it was a wasted version of the movement. I think it suits better to some type of chipper or something a bit longer where there's not so many in one area or whatever, but just not, not just a back and forth couplet, but that's or an the event other that has, or an event that has more than three workouts. Yeah. Right? Well, this that's one the other had, part of open too. had four, had four events. Right. But there's yeah. a lot of things going on here. Right. So like, just looking, just focusing just on that. You also have to take into consideration that for the top people, it doesn't matter what it is. They all, they just got to make the top 10% and then their scores are reset and they do the quarterfinal. So who, who cares? Right. So you're like, why does it even matter? I'm like, okay, well you can put whatever the hell you want in there. Right. So then why don't you just design it just with the people who are participating in mind and the best people will make it through anyway. It doesn't matter. 
Like, why wouldn't you do it? Like what, to Jason's point, why wouldn't you make it a little more, a little even less skilled just so the people participating who are the large majority of people in CrossFit who can't do pull-ups or can't do them well, who probably shouldn't be doing a wall walk, um, who can barely do like an overhead squat, you know? So should you design the events with those people in mind exclusively and just go, yeah, Matt Frazier is going to make it through. Doesn't matter. Right. Brent Bukowski is going to make it through. Doesn't matter. So that's, that's at the heart, that's probably at the heart of the issue. Um, but just to stick with that event, double under is always fine. Wall walk, like I said, I don't, I don't like it as a couplet. And the theme with all three workouts, right? They have this, they have this slow buildup. So, um, sort of like, I guess with like, they're, they're pretty, they're all pretty easy to get into. So the first event you do one, I think it's one wall walk to start and then 10 double unders, wasn't it? So it's like, oh, it's just a little bit, right? You don't, and most people probably aren't going to get to the 21 wall walks. So, you know, they're not going to be able to get to the real killer part, but the killer part for you is relative. Um, yeah, so I don't know how much more I got to say on that event. I, I honestly, like just really quickly, I just thought it was a, I just didn't like it. I didn't like that event at all. But if, I, if and, I, and to, if, sorry, and last thing is to Scott's point. The reason I don't like it is because you get people who aren't fit as other people beating them. That that's almost how you know, in an open format, it's not that great of an event. In fact, your your hypothetical question of why not just program it so that it's geared towards the people who are participating and not geared towards the, the you know the, the top ten percent. I think the issue with that is then you get events like this, you get people posting scores because they're low skill. They may be fit, but they're super low skill. And they, and they finish in the top 10%, which if it's a virtual event, it doesn't like if it's a virtual quarterfinal, whatever. But if it's an in-person event and those people get exposed, like it's kind of looks bad on the sport, right? Like what are these yeah. people doing here? They have no business being here. Whereas a virtual leaderboard, people don't notice that, right? That's the only issue with programming for the participants versus uh, programming for the top 10% and making it so low skill that you open the you open the gate for potentially a lot of people that shouldn't be uh, advancing on to the next round. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the other option would be like, what if what if that was double unders and handstand walks? Like, because they've had handstand walk in the in the open now, like why not? I mean, I mean, maybe not the first event because it's not as inviting to everybody, but that would be realistically like that's what you would look at this and be like, this is a test for the next level of being like, you can walk on your hands for 10 feet. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Now you get some scores, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that would, in my mind, that would be like, okay, cool. Like that makes, that makes sense for, an, for a test. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's lots of, lots of issues here, right? You have, you design the events for people who, who just for everyone to participate and everyone to compete. And then you get people going to the quarterfinals that shouldn't be going to the quarterfinals. And then you have people kind of realizing, wow, this is an actual sport at the quarterfinals level and going, I shouldn't be doing these events, which I've had, we had a couple, I had a couple clients. I had one client or two clients tell me they don't want they didn't want to do it once they saw the workouts. And I had one person, I told them not to do it. Um, I'm like, this is just, I was like, this is not, this is not for you. It's just not like, there's no, you're not ready for this. You're not prepared for this. We couldn't train for this. Um, and you shouldn't do it because that's not the level you're at. So that's, that's, that's probably one of the main issues with the new format, I guess, is that you, and it's been an issue every year, I guess you kind of have to cater to people wanting to compete in sport, 
but you also have to try to select who gets to move on to the next round. Now, what, we're just focused on the open part here. Um, and I guess to just kind of finish with 21.1, yeah, I think that's, that's an example of a let's have everyone that wants to participate put up a score, but then you get a test that to me is just not, it's just not that great of a test. It, it's, just, it's just not at all. Um, yeah, it's pretty much all I would say. And there's ways to amend that. Again, you could put it into a different format where it's not just a couplet format. Um, and you have it or some chipper format or whatever, there's lots of ways to do that. But um, just for people who want to participate, I think it was served that function. Uh, it, it would get lots of people to register probably because it looks pretty kind of fun and new. Um, <clears throat> but as a test on itself on the grand scale, yeah, not a big fan. Like I would never give it as a retest again. I would know it like I don't really care. Like this is whatever. Um, let's just get better at wall walks, I suppose. I give people okay. wall walks all the time though. Like, but not like Yeah, not so do I. Like handstand yeah. holes and whatever. Yeah. Um okay, yeah, so let's go to twenty twenty one point two. That was the uh oh yeah, the repeat one. Um the dumbbell snatches and the yeah, the burpee boxing overs. Mm -hmm. I remember doing that in twenty was it twenty seventeen, right? That killed me. Um, I think I finished it. I can't remember what time I finished it in, but yeah, it was really hard. Okay, first comment, whoever. Um, I I would say that m nobody was ready for it. Uh, just from the unique situation that a lot of people were in this year, having to train at home a lot of the time, um, that level of intensity, like just just from a generalization, like I'm sure there were some people that were ready for it. Um, but that level of intensity, um, in basically fresh out of, I don't know, quarantine number three, who knows, like it was more of a, a shock for a lot of people than I, than they, I think nobody, not very many people were ready for that. Yeah. That's all. It was funny because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were doing those modalities quite often though, right? Because mm -hmm. they're limited and those are two easy movements you can do with limited equipment, but like to what you're saying, not at that intensity, right? And so that's a, that changes the game for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And to what Mike said to your point, I remember in 2017, never doing like any dumbbell snatch, like in Jason, you and I had this conversation, any dumbbell snatch that we've done prior to 2017 to the workout in 2017 is was heavy dumbbells. So you're not doing it. You're not cycling it fast. So that was like a whole new thing. It was a very novel uh, experience switching dumbbell in the air. Actually that year, I think I dropped it on the ground every time or set it on the ground every time and then, and then grabbed it off the ground because I wasn't efficient at that transition. Um, so workout was very hard. Obviously over the last four years, people have practiced that endlessly. So that a movement has got, has gotten a lot more efficient for people, um, which allowed people to go faster and probably hurt more on that workout if they were prepared to, to do, to allow themselves to do so. But yeah, it's a, Brutal workout, super hard. That's great though. I, I, I mean, that was one of the, I've had people do that one multiple times over the years because it's such a good, good like test. So I like it by yeah. itself for sure. Yeah, it's good for what CrossFit tests, right? For their, for the open stuff. It's low loads, a um, little bit of complexity with the, uh, the switching of the hands and the timing there. So it, if you're efficient with that movement and that, and you're comfortable with that, that'll be a little edge for you. So it's, it's a good, um, it fits into the, all the categories I would say of a good, a good CrossFit open test. Um, 
yeah, it's, I thought, yeah, I thought I, overall, I just thought it was, I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good back then, but then you get, you get, you, you start looking at it and going, okay, well, you know, maybe the time cache should be 15 minutes. It shouldn't be 20. Like you shouldn't have people out there slugging it out for 20 minutes on that because the point of it is, is that, and I think a lot of the time cap should be more aggressive to prevent people who shouldn't be doing that amount of work from doing it. Um, so like you have, again, just take, take, take the person who's not that fit, 40 years old, whatever. They're still slugging out the round of 50 snatches at the 18 minute mark. It's like, you should be, you should be done. There's no, there's no, you're not doing anything good there. Um, and that, that gets back to the heart of it wing, like where you have people that want to participate um, alongside people that want to compete. So I think you should have, like, they should have an idea going, this is what the target time is for these people. And let's set the, let's set the time clock, like just above that. And of course, some people will complain about the, well, you know, that's the spirit of the community, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's just not good. I, it's, it's like, you just got to think, think of like, think of like a parent that, you know, or someone who's someone who's just like sort of fit, but you know, not really fit when you start thinking about people who are really competitive. Do they need to do those? Do they need to be grinding it out for those last five minutes in this workout? It's like, no, they don't. Um, and you should just probably just make the time cap shorter so they don't have to. Because who's moving on with a 17-minute time on this one? Yeah, it's, Nobody. It doesn't, I don't think it takes away from the community aspect of it when everyone's still doing it and doing their best in 15 minutes instead of 20. Yeah. Like you're still getting a score and it's like, you, it's your best score. It's just the difference between doing a hundred and 150 reps. Like that matters for a lot of people. Yeah. As we'll talk about in the quarterfinals, that was the only saving grace for some people on that second event, right? There was a time cap. Uh, yeah. What else? Um, so again, in the first two events, there's no squatting really. That doesn't mean your, your quads don't get tired. Cause obviously it snatches and the burpees are a tough combo on the legs anyway. Um, and then, so like in the first workout you have, basically it's just pressing, right? Overhead endurance. Uh, the double unders are there, but it's, again, it just fits in with the shoulders. And the second event you have some form of upper body pulling with the snatch, but it's more so grip. Um, and you have lots of hinging, but at really low weight, and then you have a little bit of jumping. So, um, which makes sense that the last event would then be, you know, upper body pulling and squatting. Uh, yeah. And again, like the last, the last event, similar to, uh, the first one, right. It's just got a little bit of an, um, a bit of an easier introduction, uh, to start with, with the squatting toast of our thrusters and then a break. So as opposed to starting with the bar muscle ups, right. It's just, it has, it has a nice easy intro knowing that most of the people competing, uh, are there to participate, not to compete. Sorry. Uh, and what is it? What was the time cap in this one? 15 minute time cap. And most, a lot of, a lot of the top scores are in that, like what time, seven or eight minutes, nine, something like that. Didn't, oh yeah. Didn't Pantrick do it in like under eight in the, I think he did it under eight on the live, uh, the live broadcast. Yeah. I think um, so. yeah. So like 15 minute time cap again, that that's kind of good. Um, because I think, well, just think, do you have, did you have anyone go to the quarters that was close to the time cap? Oh yeah, yeah. I, had, uh, I had a young guy. He uh, he he didn't finish. He was within a few reps of it. 
Oh, the bar muscle-ups, yeah, or the thrusters? Oh, he, fin he finished the bar muscle-ups. He had a few left, left on the thrusters. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a male finish it with maybe a minute and a half left that went on to the quarters, and I had a female that came close to finishing it that went on to the quarters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, uh, I like the setting of the – I like the work-rest scenarios. Um, even – I'm not sure if it was last – the 20 – I can't remember when it was 2019, 2020. Remember they had the three, like the burpees and uh, was it snatches and bar bar muscle ups and then bar facing burpees and snatches or something? What was that? The work rest one they had before. It was that was a really good one too. Um, yeah, so I, I like the work rest scenarios in the open. It's it's mm -hmm. a it's a good change. I think this was um, the first. Was it the first forced rest? Like you had to take. No, I think that they had one before. I can't, not thinking it offhand now. There was some, there was something with bar muscle ups. I just remember watching um, Matt, do, Matt crush it. That's, I just remember just watching that video of him destroying it. I'm like, this is, this is nuts. Um, I can't think of my head. It's bugging me now. Yeah, so the work rest scenario is kind of fine. Um, it's not as punishing as, I'd say more than anything, if you watch people, watch most of the people do it, who again, who aren't at the top, top level. It's more about just biding your time until you get to the bar muscle ups in that event. Cause that's where you got to do well and you got to, you, you can't be failing reps or you want to limit the amount of fails you're having. Uh, you want to try to make sure you save as much as you can by the, before you get there. So you may get to the bar muscle ups a bit like 30 or 45 seconds slower than if you were doing, just doing the event uh, without bar muscle ups. So like you're knowingly slowing down a bit, not a lot, but a bit, just enough to save your arms. Uh, and then obviously the bar muscle ups come and that's where, the people who are going to win are going to win and the people who aren't, um, they're just going to slow down a bit there. So it's a very challenging, very challenging workout. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like the overall design of that one. Yeah. I think it, uh, with the, with the force rest, it really kind of plays into the strategy with it, obviously, right? Because every round counts. I don't, I can't remember what the tiebreak was on that one, but essentially you want to have a good time on every single round. So you don't want to take your foot off the pedal. So you're, you know, you're kind of, although one minute rest is a bit of a tease. It's, uh, it allows people to kind of put the, put the pedal to the metal to get a good score on each individual round. Um, which I liked a lot because you can't, yeah, it's just, it's just harder. It's harder to strategize, I think, than just doing, uh, without any rest in there forces you to kind of go unbroken where maybe you wouldn't have before, you know, and kind of push the envelope a little bit. Any comments, Jason? Um, I think that strategy is good to add into it because um, there's that whole silly thing of knowing yourself, right? It's not just hard and as fast as you can and hang on. It's like you have to, you have to know, like we had the conversation yesterday about bar muscle ups. You have to know when you're coming off the bar, you have to know, whether or not a minute of rest is good for you or is it just like it's it's actually a trap so you have to know those hmm. things so knowing yep. yourself is important for the for the competition yeah and then like so in the again the overall the overall overall design from 21.1 is that like the reps increase right so the most difficult part of the workout the wall walks for most people um, they increase now obviously as the double under reps go up too that, that that's hard as well so that all increases um, the second event, the snatches just increase in, in repetitions, right? So it gets harder and harder as the, as the event goes on to finish that section. Uh, and then the bar move, the, the pull up, the hanging movement gets harder as the workout goes on in this one, right? So it has a similar theme through the whole, 
all three workouts. Um, thrusters, it was, a bit, it was a bit odd to actually see the front squat. It was a little, little bit of a switch, right, mm-hmm. to see the front squat um, and then the thruster at the end, which, whatever, it's a bit of a switch. Um, right, it's a bit curious that they, they would do that. Mm-hmm. Right, because the front the front squat you think is going to be really easy, but it's it's really not. Like it's because your cycle time is a little quicker, so you're going to notice the legs getting like are going to be more tired doing thr- doing the front squats than doing thrusters for well, 15 right reps because you're going to get it done quicker. Right after that one minute rest, it feels nice and easy, but like yeah, that's that's a trap. Yeah, and it's a really challenging classic combo, right? Lower body, upper body, lower body, upper body in terms of work, and that's just a really challenge. That's a really large challenge on the system. Uh, to do that for most people um, yeah as always like with people who are participating and they're just not that great right there's no again event four doesn't need to occur it's not necessary um, there's not there's no reason they should do that um, and again it goes back to the well I can do it and I had fun it's like yeah but you know why do you got it why do you got to do it in that version for these people like I understand for the top people, I get it why you're doing that because you want to try to separate them even more and see like how much you can screw them up by messing up their legs and their grip and their breathing and see what weight they can hit on a, on a relatively new thing. And the fact that it's a complex means they got to hold on to the bar and work for like 10 to 15 seconds, which is, which makes it harder as well. Um, it's not just the one rep. You're kind of, it's a little unknown, right? Um, you're like, well, I'm not actually used to doing a really max effort complex. Like that's a little different than just the one rep of the snatch or the clean and jerk. But for P again, you take that person who shouldn't be doing the 50 snatches because they're timed out or they're at the 18 minute mark and just slugging away. Um, do you really want them doing a max hang clean? Like what to them is a max effort. Do you want them doing that at that point? People who are low skill uh, or who are unadaptable, um, and are going to be are forcing themselves into a new position, a new a new environment. Um, again, you could say that's what we train for. But it doesn't matter if these people train for that; their system can't adapt to that. Which, if you go back to some of our podcasts, you'll understand why. Um, yeah, that'd be my only great. But for the competitive people, it's a great. It's a it's a good finish, um, a nice little elegant finish, I suppose. And I thought the complex was kind of interesting, right? The deadlift clean hang clean jerk so i didn't have any issue with that complex was definitely unique and that's like good good selection i think instead of just the max one max yeah but overall like you look at the you look at the events right and there's um there's no there's like it is there's lots of there's lots of lightweight hinging right there's no like deadlifting isn't important in that uh, in the open, for example. Uh, there was no there was no overhead squat, which is a bit you know it's definitely a common movement or a, or a, a squatting snatch version. Um, there was no intensive like you know, like pressing, right? It was more like really really small elbow extensions, which with regards to the wall walk. So there's no intensive pressing. Um, that being like, you know, a heavy shoulder overhead, I suppose, for repetitive reps or like, you know, the co- most common options, the strict handstand push-up as they put in. Um, what else do you think was missing there? There's no single leg stuff. And I'm not saying they have to include this. I'm just pointing it out. I was actually I a bit know. surprised that they didn't have a rower. I was surprised by that. But I guess they but wanted to keep it lower, 
uh, lower equipment. That was the first thing that popped on my mind is like there's zero erg and like double unders doesn't replace that. So, mm -hmm. but, um, but like you're trying, I don't know, could they have done a, a realistically with zero experience of, of programming and open for a worldwide pandemic? Is there any um, yeah. precedent there? Like, can they do a better job? Maybe next pandemic, like lessons learned. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. No, overall, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Um, how how soon before the open did they release the equipment list this year? It was it was three weeks, I think, for yeah. sure, wasn't it? Several yeah, was, weeks, I think. That was so. a good change. They should have been doing that from the beginning. Um, yeah, it's good that they. I just remember the one year when they first introduced a dumbbell, and people were like, "We don't have dumbbells like that." <laughs> that was madness, man. Like, why didn't you just tell people that there's going to be dumbbells? That's kind of new. Um, not so much for smaller, like, uh, smaller facilities, but like for places that might have, you know, groups of 30 people doing the event. Do they have 30 pairs of fifties and 30 pairs of 35s? They're like, okay, this is, uh, this is something else that we have to get now. And I'm sure Rogue was like, thank you very much, Dave Castro. We'll just, uh, print that money. Uh, but it was good that they put that out. I like that. Um, yeah, overall, I thought the event was, I, I, I liked the three weeks of the open. I think the open should be three weeks forever. Uh, and do, I don't, doesn't mean there should be just three or four events. Like they can maybe do more if they want to, but I think the three weeks is, is plenty. Uh, five weeks is way too long. Um, I think even for people that just participate, five weeks is too long. Cause I remember each for the last year, last year's I did, it was like 16, 17, 18. Five weeks was long. I would have loved, mm -hmm. looking back, I would have loved for it to be just three weeks and just, you know, even just push another test, test in there somewhere else like they did. Um, I would have really liked that as opposed to doing the five weeks for, because that's what it is. It's just the participation open and the top people get to move on, which is good. Um, yeah. So overall, give, considering it's a pandemic, uh, lots of places would either like have some restrictions or whatever. So you know, a lot of places, the gyms weren't even open. So I don't know how the hell people did it, um, how they did it legally anyway. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good overall. Uh, I can't even remember the 20, 2020 open. I can't even remember what it was. It's just such a blur. I remember nothing about it. Yeah, yeah I don't either. It's just There's, we had We had so few people doing it, I think, too, is probably I don't, part of the reason why we don't remember. Yeah, participation was, was just so low that year yeah, overall. It was, yeah, it was very few people that I had as clients doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I go over, I would say overall, I, I thought the open was pretty good con considering all things. All right. So let's move on to the individual quarterfinals. Um, okay. So the first comment I'll make is about the lack of communication from CrossFit HQ. Can you hear me? I don't know why it's still highlighting on Scott's screen here. Weird. Anyway. Um, yeah. So the, my, my, my biggest gripe is something that's um, not related to the actual events or anything. It's just that they don't tell people stuff. So um, you have to think they know what this format's going to be for the quarterfinals. That being people have to post two scores before Friday afternoon and then two more scores before Saturday afternoon and one on Sunday. The two on Saturday, two on Sunday, I guess for most people is less of an issue, but the two having to have two in before Friday afternoon is definitely a problem for some people. 
now I'm sure a lot of people may do and they, they made it work. Um, but I'm sure it would have been much nicer if they just told people a month in advance that, Hey, guess what? This is the format for this, this thing that you're going to sign up for just, just to try to plan your schedule out. So, you know, uh, cause uh, most people do have jobs. Um, and that is something they would like to kind of schedule around so they could potentially, you know, do their best, um, and organize their life, especially if they have kids to try to get someone to come and look after their kids or whatever, so they can have more time to do the events and give it their best effort. Yeah, that's pretty much my only initial comment is what I definitely didn't like was them not saying that. Um, but again, that's just par for the course really with, with HQ. Uh, if you've been around for as long as I have, that's, that's not weird. Uh, okay. So the first event, which I, which, oh yeah, it was the handstand one with the work rest stuff. Yeah. The, uh, I, again, I, I like that event. I remember watching, uh, I think the first person I watched do it was Rich Froning. Cause I think he posted a video on YouTube of him doing it cause he was probably doing it, uh, to test it out for, uh, Haley or he was probably doing it the same time Haley was doing it or whatever. He, I think he did all the workouts like that. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's just, um, obviously the, the crux of that workout for is you can't, if you want to win, you can't break anything. Uh, you definitely can't break the handstand pushups, which is in the second round of handstand pushups is going to surprise the hell out of people when you pair it with a push press. Um, yeah, so it's a, it, it, but what I really liked about it, what I did like about the event was that it was, uh, it rewarded you for going fast. Um, because yeah, each section of each for the top people, each section of that workout wasn't really difficult. It was about putting it all together and working quickly and doing the reps quickly. And that's what got you the best score. So that was, uh, I, I don't think that that's not, I, I, I'm just thinking top of my head. I don't, that's not as common of an event to have it be like that as opposed to just someone who can methodically go through stuff and just get the least tired and then therefore go the fastest and win. This one is about like, you really have to try to go fast if you want to put up the best score. Um, and you're going to, yeah, it, it, uh, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, similar to the 21.3 in that respect, right? With that forced rest in there. So it forces you to go fast and go unbroken in order to be competitive. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great workout. Yeah. There's no real room to, to hide on that it's not like you said you can't just pace it out mm -hmm. you just like you have it yeah. or you don't that's it the only th my only comment would be it should have been power cleans instead of hand cleans yeah um, i thought it was initially honestly hand cleans are a garbage movement with a dumbbell yeah. um it just looks dumb for one any but even the dumbbell power clean the standard is like where the hell is the top of the movement um so i'm like i, I don't really i don't like that part of it i almost would have preferred it to be a front squat instead of the instead of instead of the cleans because the front squat you can cycle quickly as well right but uh that wouldn't have made sense given there was about seven million squats coming up later in the event um but i, I still think the power clean would have been better because at least the bottom position is more defined the bottom position this when you had some people i'm not going to say who it was but i just see videos of people they're doing like hang cleans uh their elbows are clearly bent um pretty sure the standard was your arms had to be straight which is why a lot of people would go beside them. Some people are going like going off their legs, but your elbows are bent, but it's light enough so they can just pull it up really easy. Um, where the hell is the top of the movement? I don't know. You see videos, CrossFit shares on social media. 
Some people hit the front of their deltoid. Some people are at the top of their deltoid. What is that? Well, um, some, some movements are great for training and some are better for testing. And when you yeah. have an ambiguous standard, like they can't necessarily be the greatest yeah. for testing because it's not standard across everybody, which is the yeah. idea. Yeah. The, dumb, the dumbbell power clean is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the power clean would the power clean would have been better. The hang clean is hang power clean is oh, was not good. Um, yeah, uh, push press dumbbell push press. Uh, it's a great little movement. It's not heavy for those guys and those girls, but it's just enough to fatigue the hell out of your shoulders. Uh, and you better be able to do the double unders unbroken, and you better be able to do them quickly, and you better be able to transition to into them as fast as possible. Um, and you have to be you have to be efficient enough with the movement and fit enough that you actually are less tired when you're done the double unders than when you started it. That's the way it should be. You should be like, okay, this is a semi semi break, or it's definitely not making me more tired. It's just kind of like I'm taking a bit taking a little bit of a reprieve on my shoulders, which for some people will go, how the hell is that possible? But that's the level of people you're dealing with. Um, yeah, I do like it. I like it was fast. That little break. And then another fast section and you could make a mistake cause it's, it's too fast of an event. It's funny that a, it was like still seven minutes or whatever. Um, but that's still a sprint event in CrossFit, but the nature of the movements made it that way because you could go basically as hard as you wanted on each section and you just got to go, 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 go. Um, yeah, I just didn't like the hand clean. I like what they did with the pacing out and trying to have uh, a time limit on how long you take with each workout. I agree they should have made that known beforehand so you can schedule it a little bit better. I think it would have been cool to see like kind of like that format, but you only get the first two workouts in the first 24 hours and then you only get the six. So you can't, so even let, because I guess really you don't want people to repeat them. You have a one and done chance. You get both of them done and you have to submit your scores. And it would be it would be really good to see that where you don't because CrossFit unknown, unknowable. You do the next one within the next twenty four hours, like another announcement or two more drops without knowing it three days in advance and kind of gaming it a bit. Yeah, um, and then you have uh, like because how many people would have did the front squat first? So how many people would have done what is that event three? Would have done event three first? Yeah, yeah. I would have. I told people to do event three first. I'm like, do that yeah. one first. Like that, you want to do this one right away, um, or something. You're not, not going to want to do it after the GHD setup one. That's for or, sure. Or or anything else. <laughs> yeah, but some people did it after the first one because that's just yeah. who they are, and it just warms them up, um, so to speak. But um, yeah, you definitely want to not do it after the GHD uh, pistol yeah. one. Um, but I like the idea to what you're saying, Jason. I like the idea of them requiring scores to be submitted by a certain time because it does prevent that from people repeating workouts and getting, you know, taking two or three cracks at one workout to get the best score they can. It's like, now we want to, we want to try and treat this like a, like a competition, make it as, as close to like an in-person competition as we can, albeit virtual. And this is a way that we can do that. The only issue obviously, as Mike already clearly stated, is that it just wasn't released in advance far enough in advance yeah, the format. to properly plan for it. Format format is good, I think, and I really I really like it. It's just, yeah, they get a get a plan for it. Yeah, I agree. I like the format too, and I like it even more for the masters because I think they're doing it for the masters too. Uh, and those people should not be redoing the events. 
Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can, uh, yeah, I, I just like that. What did uh, you guys think of the handstand push-up standard compared to previous years? There was a standard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a question. Um, actually, I don't know. What, what was the top standard? Was it just the elbow lockout again? Well, there was the wide box. Yeah. Feet, feet inside hands, right? Feet inside and hands, then just yeah. There was no, like, wall thing. I didn't see that. No. It's funny. I'm just even thinking back. I'm like, my brain is mush. Um, yeah, I, I, I prefer that standard with just the elbows lock out, whatever. Uh, I thought the, like, fuck, that's, that's wide. Um, it's gracious. That's very gracious, right? Um, yeah, it's really wide. 40 inches is wide. Um, and we had someone comment about that in our little Instagram questions. Someone asked about the 40 inch box width. Yeah, I guess, but uh, it is a bit different because you had to keep, you couldn't put your hands over the line. You had to keep your whole hand inside. So for some people, it, it would work out to be wider. For other people, it would almost work out to be identical if they like that hand turned out fingers um, pointed out, right? It might not be any different, right? Because it just, it works out to three inches more per side, which for some people that want to put their hands out, that's that's going to put them over the line. So if you orient your hands different, it's a bit wider. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I, 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 I would prefer a box standard like that where it says you can't touch the lines. That's it. As opposed to, well, my fingers weren't over the line, were over the line, but not my palm. Like as long as you see two whatever. centimeters of the line within your pinky and index finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as the sun strikes it at this angle, it's a good rep. Um, yeah, and they just have to get rid of that handstand push-up thing on the wall forever. The feet on the wall thing is just get rid of it. Um, you could just make the standards so people have to be closer to the wall. That would help a bit with that. So the box width kind of makes a bit of sense, I suppose. Um, but for people that can turn your hands out, man, that's just really wide. That's so wide. <laughs> yeah. Some people's morphology that is very wide. Yeah. Especially if you have, you got short arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so your reach to height, uh, ratio is a bit, uh, a bit advantageous there that, you're basically moving like four inches and it just probably looks really funny. Uh, okay. The next event. Uh, yeah. The next event was the one with the, the GHDs rope climbs and pistols. Uh, the first, yeah, the first, but as soon as I saw that workout, I thought it was someone, people are getting rhabdo. That's my, that's as soon as I saw that, I was like one, because you said that they, you let people know that you didn't need a GHD. Uh, 10 days ahead of the event, I believe. I think it was like Monday, the week before. So at least there was that amount of time. Um, and like, again, you have people, you have this, you have a scenario where a lot of people can't use a gym, right? Or, or they're, they haven't been using a gym. Um, and it's also the scenario where you have people who should be participating that think they're competing. And then they get into this scenario where it's like, yeah, I don't have a GHD. I've never done one um, because I, my gym doesn't have one. There's a lot of gyms like that. There's a lot of CrossFit gyms that don't have one. I know because I program for some of them. Um, yeah. And uh, to expect people to one, be capable of doing that in, in, in 10 days, I guess you would just say, well, if you want to compete in CrossFit, you got to be able to do this, but that's a shitty argument because you don't know what the event is. So what is people are supposed to be confident at all things before the events are released? Um, it's just not realistic for most of these people because they're participants. They're not competitors. 
uh, yeah. So as soon as I saw that come out, I was like, thank, thankfully there's a 20 minute time cap to prevent people from getting those last few reps. Um, but the, the GHD was first and then there's only three movements. So therefore it came up, it was the fourth element as well. So you're, you're getting 110 GHD sit-ups regardless. Um, unless you just can't do pistols. Um, yeah. So that like, <laughs> that's just a lot of reps for people who can't do it. Um, and it's not like other reps where like if they, uh, if, if, and I guess like if they just did wall balls, right? Like people do squatting variations all the time and different that, so they can make up for it. A GHD is very unique. Um, and that you just, you don't put your, you don't put your admin through that type of eccentric loading and then maximal fatigue, uh, very often, unless you're going to do that movement. One of the There's things, ways to help it, but it's just, it's not common. One of the things is that it's not that people can do it. It's that one of those things where people can when they shouldn't. Yeah. Like it's, it's the same thing of, of, I mean, I remember way back in the day when we were even educated about the GHD machine, it was like, you don't do a lot of GHD sit-ups when you start even if you can do a lot of GHD sit-ups at the start yeah. because you can do more than you should. And you end yeah. up with that like Coca-Cola colored. Yeah. Urine and, and yeah. It's, and, and so to make Jason's point clear, what he's saying for anyone who doesn't understand that it's like saying if they put too many legless rope climbs into an event, it's not going to matter because you're not going to be able to do them. You're just going to sit and look at the rep and, or like for people who can't do the rope climb, they're just going to look and go, I can't even do this. So I just sit here. Or it's like strict handstand push-ups to a deficit. Like, I can't do that. So what damage can you get into besides failing a couple reps? It was like but a one GHG sit-ups, with... you, can, you can do them. And then yeah. you are so mangled that you don't even know it by the end of it. And that's just the experience of with the movement. Um, but again, yeah. it just goes back to a communication problem. There was a f few movements back when that were warning signs that were literally had to put, put warning signs. It's like jumping pull-ups was one of them. It's like you can just do more than you should um, when you first start. GHG setups is one of them. There's certain combinations like push-ups and wall balls, like potentially, just because you can always do more wall balls and maybe you shouldn't. Um, mm -hmm. For your triceps specifically, there's a lot of eccentric load. There's you a lot of things for for beginners in that. For beginners, uh, okay. in, even even intermediate people who have that mm -hmm. that capacity but not in that, they haven't built up to it potentially. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like there were specific movements and specific combinations that had little warning signs in it. That was almost like you had to say it as a disclaimer. And GHG sit-ups were one of them. And it's like, oh, here's 180. <laughs> yeah, I think the 100, I just think the 180 was overkill. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I just, I think it was overkill with that for, for most of these people. And again, thankfully they didn't get to finish the event because of the time cap. But that being said, you look at the, you look at the event, how it functions for the, for basically the top athletes. And it's a, it's a good one. It's a really I, good test. I used to do um, combinations like that all specifically combinations like, and that. This is great. again, I, I watched a, they posted a couple side by sides and, um, I remember watching cause Tia was doing it against, uh, there was a couple other girls. I think it was, um, I can't think of who else, but I just, I was watching Tia and Haley and like those two were flying through the event and Haley was faster than T on the GHC sit-ups all the time, but you know, like, sh again, you just take it out of the context of CrossFit and go, should anybody in the world care that you're good at GHC sit-ups? 
No, they're stupid. Um, okay, let's go back into CrossFit. Um, so when you watch someone like Tia compete against Haley, uh, again, she's losing to, to Haley mostly on, uh, uh, sorry, I think, I believe mostly on the GC sit-ups. Uh, and she would always pass Haley or she would catch up to her and then ultimately beat her in, in that event because of the rope climbs, because Tia's arms are so strong. So you watch Tia do the event and she basically runs up the rope. Um, like it doesn't slow her down. She can still get her legs up, but her arms are so strong. She flies up the rope and you can see that a little bit, either a tech, either Haley doesn't do it because of her arms or she's not doing it because that's the way she's used to doing them, but it's a very slow climb but it's likely just the fact that she doesn't have the arm strength to move up the rope with such vigor uh, as Tia does. Uh, and just another, another noticing that Tia's pistols look I, hard to tell, but they look really good. Like her heels down, she's moving fast. I think every one of Haley's reps, she, her, her heels were up every single one. She was going onto her toes a lot. Um, you know, she gets through it fast cause she's like obviously determined, but yeah, you, you got to fix that. You don't, you don't want to be doing that to your knee over and over and over and over. Like you want to be the champion. You want to be the champ for years on end, which I think that's probably her aspirations. You got to fix that. Uh, you don't want to be doing pistols like that. Now, whether she can fix it or not based on the anthropometrics and, you know, the joint mobility is another thing, but that was one, that was the one thing I noticed when I'm watching that, watching that event. So I think it played out in a way that the person who should win that event did because of the reason uh, I just mentioned. Um, but allowed for someone like Haley, who's like true and true crossfitter, uh, to put up a great time. She's just a workhorse. I just, I know personally that that event would slaughter me back in the day. Oh my god! <laughs> I would I would I would literally love that one. I I don't know why. Just I'm impervious to GHDs. That's it. I was just thinking with pistols. I I'd, I'd grind my way through the GHDs, and then my quads would explode. But I just know it'd be like a suffer fest on those pistols, just slogging it out. <laughs> just looking at the clock, only six minutes left. Thank God. Well, they, all those movements just impact the other one so much, right? Like you do, okay. First, first round you're doing 60 GHDs and then was it four rope lines, right? Six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six, six five, four. Six, yeah, six, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like your abs are crushed already. And so pulling your knees up just to clamp the rope, mm -hmm. Like that was a big, that was a big feedback piece I got from my people. It was like, I couldn't even get my legs up, you know? And then now you couple that with now your abs are crushed uh, and you go and do pistols. Now your quads are crushed. So now your abs and quads are crushed going back to the second round of GHD. And it just gets mm. worse and worse. Even though the yeah. rep team's going down, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, just, I would have literally have been in the hospital the next day, but <laughs> on the event, it would have been great. Yeah. yeah. And then you would have, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. That, that was a great event to watch. Cause I think uh, it speaks to what you need to be the top crossfitters and you need blood flow. You can't have people who get to such a point where some area of their body uh, in, in an event like that gets so basically has such a lack of recovery between repetitions or between, between going back to that movement that they can't continue to drive blood to the area and therefore oxygen. Um, and the champion of CrossFit should look like they get off the GHD and they didn't do much. Now they're tired and they're working hard and their RPE is up and they know it. They're like, man, this is hard. But when they go to do the rope climbs, they don't look different. Right. So that, that retention of the complexity of the neuromuscular system, which again, from past, past uh, episodes, that smoothness is retained from movement to movement. Right. And you get towards the end of the movement. Like you can tell 
at the end they're tired, but it still looks smooth. It looks good. It looks natural. Um, so that, re that retention of that system is still there which is obviously a component of the fact that they continue driving oxygen to those muscles and they can continue doing it over and over and better than the other people. And then for people who can't finish the event or kind of like, I guess like get hung up on one area, you, that's just going to be, you're going to, if you were to watch them in their last few minutes, you're just going to see those, those things are gone. Um, the reps are not going to look like that anymore because they physiologically can't because that, that, that muscular system is not functioning the same anymore. That was a great example of that one. Um, yeah, it was just, I, I really enjoyed watching those two girls do that event. It was a uh, really eye opening. What are the top times uh, for that event? Uh, I think T I, I'm just going to guess, I think Tia was 14 something, 15, but I think Baderos was 13. I think, I think he was 13. I'm guessing, oh, really? but I thought, I thought he was faster than, uh, Tia. That guy, yeah, that's super impressive. Yeah. I wonder what Matt's score was. I wonder if Matt did it and what his score was. Um, yeah. Okay. What's the next one? Um, front squat. Front right? squat, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, um, tech, technically, the next one was the wall balls and row. Event three was that? Yeah. Okay. That's I'm going to mix up. Order in which everyone did it. <laughs> yeah. I hope they didn't. Yeah. you imagine well i'm sure some people did and they were fine but can you imagine yeah. doing the the front squat <laughs> i feel like Pistols, wall balls, front squat at the end just yeah, put it it's like end. just line yeah just warm it up with the dowel rod like ooh. <laughs> um yeah okay so event three was event three was the row one yeah okay uh yeah i would love to do that event back in the day mm -hmm. when i was fit i would definitely have just thinking i would have i probably would have broke once i probably would have did 90 and 30 or 120 or maybe just went 120 straight I, I probably would have did 120 straight uh and just suffered on the row because i think i would have been looking at like it you got to get to the row as fast as you can and just hang on mm -hmm. um yeah and i was explaining to someone that i think like the way you need to pace this event right is the way you would pace like uh um you kind of pace like a 3k row type thing or a little around there where basic or a 2k row um you should basically get to the end of the event and be trying to speed up and being unable to or or going i'm going to try to i'm going to sprint i'm going to sprint and as you're going the speed isn't going up the speed is going down slowly even though you're trying to do that like that's kind of the way you should be at and the way you think of it in terms of physiology is the work prime should be exhausted by the end of that or it should be damn near it so your ability to drive the art the wattage up or to drive the calories up should be gone um by the end of that event because the wall balls are not helping your legs but for the top people they're not gonna they're not gonna take too much out of you it's just gonna be obviously a, a large uh a, a large response of breathing and cardiac output from doing that and you get on the rower tired but you can still hit it hard but you get to the end of it, you should be trying to sprint to speed up and going, I can't do it. Like I, I, I'm trying to speed up, but I just can't. As opposed to going, I, I cruise past the finish line. Well, you probably should have went faster. That's the way you probably want to think that. Because you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be at like 2,500 cows an hour or 2,200 cows an hour at the end. You should probably be barely at, barely like able to hit 2,000 if you had, if your life depended on it. Um, knowing because that's what, that's the amount of work that should have been done prior. 
uh, yeah, I, I just, I like that event. That was really, uh, that was kind of the makeup, I suppose, for uh, events one and two being like the body weight type thing. So like, if you're small, you're going to win, you should win event one. If you're small, you should win event two. If you're big, you should win event three. If you're big, you should win event four. And then event five is kind of the question mark, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I just overall like that event. It was really nice. Just ugly. Yeah. And if you put the row first, it's completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that the I like that the row was second because it really forced people to if they want to again, if they want to post a good score, go and broken on the wall balls and yeah. hammer the row and hang on. It, I remember doing I remember on my run, I was I was running and going, you know, they don't use and this is before the quarters were announced. I was like, you know, they don't usually put rowing at the end of an event. They don't usually do that. It's like it's usually rowing to start or it's usually rowing in the middle or it's it's not as it's not as often it finishes. Because I was thinking about Jackie. I was like, imagine Jackie was 30 pull-ups, 50 thrusters, 1,000 rows. Like, that's a, that's Upside-down Jackie is, ter- is terrible. That's, that's horrendous. Terrible. And I'm like, oh, look, 120 wall ball, 120 row. Nice. I like it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just overall is a good event. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a front squat. Okay. Uh, I just I think the front squat should have been taken from the floor. I don't think you should have been able to take it from a rack. That's my only critique. You're trying to select people to move on to the semifinals, which are therefore moving on to the games. You should cut people out right away that can't clean. Mm-hmm. Um, being like, yeah, you can front squat 400, but you can clean 315. That's your max or something. You shouldn't be rewarded for that. It should be, guess what? If you can only, if your max front squat is 400, your best clean is 315 for some reason. Um, you should, that should be your four rep max. And be like, but I can squat way more. It's like, well, buddy, you got a problem then. Um, because we're trying to select people to move on. Um, and I just didn't, I just didn't like that part of it, but I, I, th- I think four rep max front squat is fine, but just make it a mandatory clean. I think that would have still worked out for a large majority of people, or I guess kind of the right people you want is that that clean is max effort. And they're lucky if they can get three squats out of that. Holy crap. Like lucky. Maybe you'd even want to switch it to a three rep max front squat. So it's a clean and two more squats. That would be a great test. Um, yeah, I just didn't like the rack. That's all. What do you think? I never really thought about it, but yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd agree. I think the the time they had twenty minutes. I mean, but it's like here's three attempts and make it a clean or like that, and then you're just that's mm-hmm. it. Like if you want to have that much time, give three attempts and then have a specific structure to it, and be like. Cause you're, I don't know. I'm, that's the weightlifting bias in me where I'm like, yeah. give a structure, make sure it's this yeah. and go for it. Yeah. The, um, that, that's, that's really it. Um, yeah, there's, there's just over the years, I've just, there's too many people who are, who can squat. Um, but they can only squat cause they're tight as hell. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. They're so stiff. So their mm-hmm. bottom position is one inch below parallel. And that's as far as their squat can possibly go. And therefore they can front squat a shit ton of load. Uh, but again, you get these people who are their best front squats are 400. The best clean and jerk is 315. And you're like, do you really want someone moving on who can do that? But to beat someone whose best clean and jerk is 320, but can only front squat 340. Like what type of person you want moving on? You want the, like, you want the person who's more efficient in my mind. Like that's what you want. That's what you care about. Um, is the snatch and the cleaner jerk. So I think you should focus on that. I, I, I personally, I don't, I don't mind like 
doing a front squad and doing a max press and doing a max deadlift, that type of stuff at the games level or even a semifinals level, I suppose. No, more, no games level because you have more tests. I think it functions great because you already have the best people there and then you start cutting them up. And, but you also know you're going to have lots of tests. You're going to have like 8, 10, 12 tests. Um, and so this is one good data point that it's a really, really narrow option, which is good. I just, I just didn't like that for the qualifiers. I just thought you could have squeezed more out of that test mm -hmm. yeah. and more and more and more of the type of person you're looking for. And that's what I mean. Um, okay. So last one, um, which I, th I thought was a great final was the snatch and burpee one. It was, it was great to see some of the top guys in different strategies. I watched uh, Pikowski do it, a bunch of touch and go reps, just gunning it. Great score. Uh, I watched Rich do it. Rich did all singles and he was barely hanging on to singles by the end. And I think he was like 12 seconds slower than Pikowski or 15 seconds, which, you know, that's how it eventually, that's how that event should work. Um, someone like Brent should be hungry to try to make up uh, time probably, or make up for his front squad and maybe make up for his event too. And yeah, he went out and killed it. And it was a great to watch him do that event. And then watching, um, yeah, same watching the females, watching them do it. Um, most of them did. I, I think Tia did all singles too, didn't she? Anyone see her do it? it? No. I couldn't remember. I, I watched Brent do it. And I watched, uh, uh, watched Froning do it. And they, yeah, they had totally different strategies and it played out the way it should have where Brent beat him because he went for it. He went unbroken on all snatches? Brent? I can't remember. I can't remember that, but he did, he did touch and go reps for a bunch and Froning did all singles. Yeah, you should be you should be rewarded for being a powerful athlete at some point. Yeah, sure. yeah. E even if it's just the touch, and that's what I mean. If you're just gonna, it, that's where you go back to the second, the fourth event, and go, yeah, it should be a clean. You should have mm -hmm. to clean the bar because it's a max lift. And now we're gonna reward people who, you know, they're not, they don't necessarily have to be that strong, but they just got to be able to move well with that weight and be powerful enough to really ramp it up. Mm -hmm. um, and they're gonna do well in that event. So it's, that kind of fits back into my own my thinking anyway. Um, but again, you know, you look through the open and, uh, and the quarters, um, and there's no deadlifting, right? And so in the quarters you had, was there any hinging? Dumbbell hang power cleans. That's a bicep curl. Bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hinging. hinging. But seriously, the was there, <laughs> and then the third one was the row. And yeah. So there was, there was just the snatches. That was okay. it. Right. Um, yeah, I, find no, that, I feel like that no, was an omission, right? And then obviously, then you have no hanging reps from the no pull-up bar, which is yeah. which is really weird, um, because all the scores were reset to zero. Um, yeah, I just thought that was quite odd that you yeah. you know the people you want moving on. Like, the, you you will get some rounding errors there from people who go like, oh "My God, thank God there wasn't chest to bar pull-ups because I suck at those." Like, whoo, like that, I don't know. That should be, uh, you can't say you're going to get cut out of that from the open because you don't have to do that great in the open to move on to the quarters. Um, there's probably very few people that fit into the category I'm talking about. But that being said, if you care about the test as a whole on the grand scale, then I don't know. I find it a bit, a bit odd that there was no hanging movements. That's odd. Oh, almost legless rope climbs by the end, but... Like if, if they wanted to test 
that, then they could have put legless rope climbs in there, mm-hmm. which would have been fine. What are your yeah, thoughts no. on the girls doing burpee box jump overs at 30 inches as well? And I think they did 120 cals on the rover as well, right? In event three. Yeah, I I think the row one was was good, because um, I, I don't think I don't think it matters that much. The girls will basically finish the wall balls almost the exact same time as the men, or usually maybe a couple seconds slower, because uh, a lot it seems yeah it seems guys just do it a little bit quicker because they're just higher. Uh, they're closer to the target already and then the wall but the row makes sense because um it, it, it's because at the end of it so and yeah i don't I, it doesn't doesn't matter so much to me it, I, I it's generally better for events like that where the women's is a little bit longer so i think it's a better effect for what you're looking for from the women um i didn't i, I didn't the 30 inch box jump was i didn't see the point of that like i i, I didn't see the point of that um, see a lot of people bailing on those box jump overs 24 inch would have been fine right mm-hmm. so i don't know why they did that for for the for the women but again where there's no there's no there's no rules so the argument is like well why not so okay well why don't we put like hammer throwing in this then like you can, why you not can, <laughs> you can make an argument of of equalization again like equity um the, the little people doing the handstand push-ups now have to jump 30 inches. Yeah. Like, the, like little like short yeah. women who can bang out their handstand push-ups. Guess what? It's they're going to be up to their neck on the 30 inch box. So yeah, that's a good point. That could be oh, something I'm missing and thinking about. So yeah, I, I don't think it really, I don't, I wouldn't imagine it affected things too much. Uh, it would definitely interfere with had the, a hard it time with inter- that in the first place. Like it would have like, interfered with their snatching more than the men likely. Right. Cause it's to jump that, to get yourself onto that box. is probably a little easier as a guy just cause you're taller in general. Um, so it'd be a little bit less effort, but it probably suits it well. And that the, the yeah, eh, I'm just talking here now, but I, I don't think it makes that much difference for the top people, what that box height is, but it would have been totally fine if it was 24 inches as well. Uh, overall, the, I like the format. I think the format should stay like this. Quarters or open quarters. I think I, I like that. I like the three-week open. I think they should scale it down more to make the open like um, just generally being like, listen, guys, this is a participation open. We want everyone to do it. Uh, and you, we're going to take the top 10%. And listen, if you can't finish top 10% on pretty simple workouts, then that's 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 too bad, I guess. Um but we're trying to do it to not kill people here. Mm-hmm. And I would be totally on board with that message. Um, and then if some people who want to compete complain, then guess what? You're in this pseudo competition where they want to make money and have people that shouldn't be competing, competing. So that's the world you live in. But I would rather have it scale oriented more now towards people who just want to participate in some format. It just means like making the time cats more aggressive just being a little bit more careful in how you're putting the events. Just very simple. Put event four before event three in the open. Have the max clean and jerk thing and then move on. Just something simple like that. Mm-hmm. Being like, well, that's not how CrossFit is. Like, dude, it doesn't matter. You're going to get to do that when it counts anyway. All the scores are reset when it goes to the quarters. Move on. Just do the rep. We're worried about, uh, you know, that 45-year-old woman over there that's, that's new to clean and jerks but's really motivated. I'd rather her do it when she's fresh and not be all amped up and then twist and break her arm or break her wrist <laughs> on that hand clean. It's not what we're looking for. Um, 
yeah. What else? Uh, oh, again, I think the overall format's good. I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely a positive step in the if there if the more online things are like it was a very positive uh, change for this year, I think overall. Scotty. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do with the quarterfinals in years to come, whether it's in person or they keep it virtual and just kind of an extension of the open. But yeah, I like the format. I like, I like less weeks of the open and I like, I really like the format of the quarterfinals in terms of, scores happen to be submitted by a certain time yeah i think if as long as they just tell people again post the uh, post the equipment needs uh a week earlier or two weeks earlier because you're not giving anything away like if you just said you're like oh my god well there's rope climbs yeah okay so what like you don't know yeah. what the event is you don't know if it's 20 in a row you don't know if it's 20 rounds of one you don't know um but it might be important to know, wow, I need a rope <laughs> for the open. and I don't have one in my eight foot garage. I, I need a rope. That's important to know. Thanks, Dave. Um, same with GHD. Yeah. I just think the communication thing would be better and hopefully 2022 will be even, uh, even better than this year, which I think was a good start. And considering it's a pandemic, I think they overall did a really good job. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the episode and know someone else that will, please share it with them as it helps to grow our reach. If you haven't done so already, please leave us a review wherever you listen. For questions about topics covered on the show or topics we haven't covered yet, send those questions to spiraloutpodcast at gmail.com. We do read the emails and have some topics that were submitted by listeners and we plan to cover them in the near future. You can follow at optimum underscore performance underscore training on Instagram to find out when new episodes are available. And last but not least, if you guys are in Calgary, come by and check out the gym. We offer individual design as well as personal training for those close by. If you live far, head over to optimumperformancecalgary.com to get information on remote coaching and athlete camps. Catch you guys in two weeks.